This is No Ball Podcast, a podcast where I, Scott Hill, alongside my good friend Ben Stacy, chat all things Premier and Champions League football. While we may not be experts, we do certainly know ball. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, one and all, to episode nine of No Ball Podcast. And my, oh my, do we have a spicy one for y'all today. As you probably are already aware, the Premier League 2022-23 season kicks off in about three days here. So we're coming at you with the No Ball 2022 Prem predictions. Me and Ben are going to be going bottom to top of our table, where we think each team is placing and giving a little bit about why we think that. There's sure to be some laughs, some hot takes, some idiotic takes along the way. <laughs> yeah. But most of all, we're really excited for you guys, our listeners here, to give us what you think the table is going to look like. So if you want to go ahead and head over to Twitter and add us at no underscore ball underscore podcast or our personal accounts, which you'll be able to see in the followers of that uh, no ball podcast Twitter account. Just give us a little bit of a list or, or any sort of hot takes you got for this upcoming season. But let me throw it over to Ben here real fast just to check in. Ben, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Dude, I've been waiting for this day since like the start of like since the end of last season. I, mm. I remember us just like talking. I'm like, dude, I can't wait for preseason predictions because this was I think it was the first episode that we did on this new podcast that we started. Um yeah. me and you. And like, dude, it, coming back and just like looking at it, it's like it's so so cool like just like look like thinking back about the narratives and stuff that were going on like not even six eight months ago so dude, right I'm, I'm excited as hell i'm looking forward to it as well yeah if you go back a few weeks it it feels like only a few weeks but it's been a couple months already we did uh touch on our 2021 season prem predictions we both did decent i'm not gonna lie uh i think that this time around we're looking for a little bit more accuracy and just uh, getting a couple spot on. That's what I'm looking for is just a few remember. spot on. I can't remember, like, because there's, like, a point system to it. that Like, I've seen – um, God, what is his name? Is his name Spence? It's, like, Spencer or something. He does yeah. hashtag United. Oh, um, right on. And he, um, he does, like, a little scoring thing. So that's what I base it on is, like, his scoring sheet. He's, like – or if you're around, like, the 40-point mark, you had a pretty good year, like a yeah. really good year. But if, if you were, like, around, like, the 60s, which I think I was around the 60s, I was, like, pretty poor. But, like – villain leads like fucked me like, yeah i had them in like the top 10 and they there's always it. those few teams every season where you're like pretty high on them and they end up letting you down or you're pretty low yeah. on them and they end up surprising you but Definitely. i for one am ready to get right into it if you yeah, want to just start it, if you want to just start with your number 20 yeah, I'm, I'm ready yeah i think it comes to no surprise um here i i have bournemouth um they they come in with a really like like decent attack with solanke but they haven't really done anything as far as in the transfer window. And like, it all goes through Dominic Solanke and mm-hmm. he had 29 and seven um, with only four pens last year. And um, they also had um, Billings. Uh, I forgot his first name, but he was like, he's a decent kind of like youth prospect kind of coming up, but um, he's kind of solidified himself in the um, starting 11 there. And he had 10 and 10 from a deep line playmaker kind of position which yeah. is, like, super impressive. Um, but, like, this team just lacks so much, I think, just going forward and just all around the pitch that this team just doesn't really have, you know, enough to, like, stay afloat. This isn't, like, the like you know, the Eddie Howe 
like Bournemouth that we remember. Right. Like this is a very different Bournemouth team with that's very like one dimensional, and I think you'll see them go straight back down. Yeah, I'm actually with you there, spot on at 20. I have Bournemouth as well. I have here that I I honestly see them as the weakest squad in the Prem right now. Uh, they have a few players here and there, like you mentioned, but just in general, the depth is lacking. The the key areas are are where I'm worried, center back and center mid. Um, just in general, I also think their style of play won't translate very well. If you look back to the championship last season, they were very possession heavy, really slow on the ball, you know, spread the ball around the pitch. And honestly, they just don't have the squad for that in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I think they're the type of team that just gets absolutely dogged on by the bigger squads and then you know i don't really see him picking up enough results against the teams that are going to be in and around their area just because they lack so much uh on transition encounter any sort of press like that i really just don't i just don't see the squad functioning very well and like mm-hmm. you said straight back down for me yeah like that the last Bournemouth team had a lot of like premier league talent mm-hmm. which was like kind of a surprising with um you know frazier and how they and then they had Callum Wilson, yeah, they had Callum Josh Wilson. King. Yeah, exactly. And like those guys all went to different kind of prem sides. Yeah. Where um now it's just like the only real target, I guess, for anyone would be Solanke. And like he he like previously hasn't proved it that he can really do it in the prem. So now he's gonna yeah. have to do it again. And I just don't see the squad really, you know, pushing anyone. Fairs, yeah. I think most people would probably have them in and around 20, probably up yeah. to 18 at the think, highest. Yeah, not super high on them. Anyone has any kind of um, expectations from them this year, which is not necessarily a bad spot. I mean, a team with no expectations could just go out and do whatever the hell they want. Right. You know? But right on. yeah, this team is not looking great. Yep. I think that'll lead us right into 19 here. And here's my first little bit of a spicier one. We've talked about them at length this summer. And it pains me a little bit, but the more I looked into this, I think we both did like three or four drafts of our, our <laughs> table and just constantly yeah. for the last week, we're just bitching about how hard it was. We're like, <laughs> I don't know where to put this team, this team, but I just, I can't see this team not going down, unfortunately. And I really just think they're going to struggle and it's Leeds United. Damn. It, it pains me to have them this low, but. Uh, just the more I think about it, losing Calvin Phillips and Rafinha is just so – it's just rough. I mean, you're mm-hmm. seeing Rafinha at Barcelona, and granted this is preseason, so it's not the biggest deal, but he is just – he's showing him why he was world-class and probably why Leeds are still in the prem. And he was mm-hmm. one of those reasons. And Phillips was just the guy in the middle of the park when they were promoted the first season. And, he, and even though he wasn't there last – I mean, he wasn't there last season. You saw where they ended up. I really like their business, which is why this is tough. Like, I think all their signings have been super smart, but I like them more for long-term reasons and not necessarily short-term reasons. Mm -hmm. And I just can't 100% trust Jesse Marsh. I think he's going to be one of the first names out the door, unfortunately. And like I've always said, I just have this idea that if you're sacking a manager within the first few months of the prem starting, you're in trouble. And I just, that's just what I see with leads. I think I think a few months in, Marsh is out the door and they bring in some some dude who's supposed to keep him in the prem, just play awful ball. The squad's not built for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't know. This is just one of those. It's yeah. like my gut is telling me they're going down and I just have them 19th. Yeah, I have a different team um, at 19. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think you have very valid points about leads and uh, I'll get into them a little bit later down the road. But at right. 19th, I have Fulham. And yeah. I, the squad does look promising, I would say. 
But like the amount of times I've seen Fulham come in and they make these like crazy signings that look super good, and then the next thing you know, they're still shit. Yeah. And like you know, with you know, Andrea Pereira, like that's a, a horrible signing. Yeah, that one read. That was <laughs> that was a horrible signing. I did like Pal um, uh, Zhao uh, Zhao Polinia. Yeah, he's he's a pretty quality, you know, for the amount that they paid for him, he's pretty quality, and I think that he'll, you know, translate pretty well from the Portuguese league. But I mean, Mitrovic has had numerous opportunities to prove that you know he's like a prem striker. He still hasn't done that. This team has mm-hmm. proved like proven in the past, and I'm this is what I'm bo- like mostly going off of is this team's like past performances in the prem, and it's just never really you know been anything like memorable and like they're constantly always going back down. And I think that they'll like have some shock results, but I don't yeah. think it'll be enough for them to stay afloat. Um, however, they were the best team coming out of the championship on like, there were centurions, I believe. Yeah, so like, like they, like they demolished the championship, but this, this team is still just not, you know, there, there's still questions at center half. Um, their yeah. fullbacks are, look solid. Um, but like their midfield still pretty weak. I don't love what they have going forward. I just think this team kind of lacks a lot all around and they haven't done a whole lot of business. Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's a really solid transition. Cause I have them 18th going down. So just one spot above you. Uh, I have here. The main thing I'm worried about is the lack of defensive signings. Um, maybe I'm slating this guy a little bit too much, but it looks like it's going to be Tim Ream at starting at center back. Yeah. And just from years of watching the U S men's national team, and him playing different MLS squads, like I just don't see him as a as a center back who keeps you in the league. And then you also hit it on the head. They're going into another season with Mitrovic being the guy for them. And it just doesn't really feel like this is going to be the year. Um, you know, you hit it on the head. They got a lot of of those uh, those names that you just assume are on any sort of like promoted side that's just going to get relegated again, like Bobby Reed, Yvonne Cavallero, Anthony Knockhart. Like these guys have been in and around this. They're mm-hmm. quality players, but they're just typically not enough to to keep them up. Um, yeah, Jao Polinia and, and Solomon from Turkey or Ukraine, I mean, are two pretty solid signings. I like them a bit. But yeah, Andreas Pereira is just not gonna. I don't see him. That's a horrible bit of business. I don't see him doing anything worthy of of uh, note. And then also, a couple hours ago, Bern Leno looks like they're gonna. He's gonna be starting keeper for them. I think Bern Leno. I mean, okay, as an Arsenal fan, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. This dude, like he, like at moments, there's always these players that like kind of like. They'll be new to the squad. They'll kind of come in and like they'll do like a madness. Like Bernard, mm-hmm. like Bernard Leno, like had some seasons where he looked like top quality, like maybe like a top, like a top six goalkeeper. And then yeah. you know he just had some poor games. He found a bit of poor form. Like I fully expect, like if, if Fulham like catch a bit of form, Bernard Leno would probably be, you know, have to deal with that. So um, just maybe look out for him. But yeah. I mean, it's not a bad signing, but just not enough in the squad for me to be super confident. Yeah, That's definitely. why I got him going I 100% down. I 100% agree with you. And for me, that means the three relegated teams are Bournemouth, Leeds, and Fulham. Not the craziest hot takes, but I'm excited to <laughs> see think, who you got. I think Leeds is a hot take, but yeah, I, I like I like the business they've done. I know they're young, but like I think that they have more quality on their team than the teams that I have going down. And so that's why I have an 18th. 
Uh, dude, I had to have like one of the big guys go down. I have Southampton going down, dude. I do not love yeah. what's going on at Southampton right now. I mean, managerial wise, they have like one of the more experienced managers. Yeah. Their signings have been okay. Like Joe Rebo looks to be like a solid signing. Yeah. But they like as far as attack goes, when your attack is Adam Armstrong and Shea Adams, I don't have a whole lot of faith in your team. And, you know, like they brought in Bella Kupchap. You know, he looks to be a, a decent youngster and like they're investing back in the youth again. But like that doesn't always correlate into like success immediately. And like, right. I think that these like, you know, fringe relegation sides, like it, it's bound to happen to someone. And I just think it's Southampton's year. Like they, they've done amazing things, but I just, I don't love the strength of the side. I don't love like the business that they've done like to the like for most of the signings that they had yeah and so i just i had to have one of the you know the originals yeah. going down and it just happened to be southampton i just i like them the least yeah that's a good shout and and i'll touch on them later as well um uh, so you have southampton fulham, bournemouth and fulham yeah so not bad bournemouth 20th yeah, yeah. Fulham. 18th. okay all right we're gonna lock it. those in then yeah yeah lock in those guys <laughs> see you in 2024 bournemouth and fulham no doubt yeah uh, southampton i don't know though we'll, <laughs> we'll see we'll see, see about you next year one. yeah let's um let's go into the survivors of the relegation dogfight here uh for 17 i have this one was also tough because i was at one point super high on this team in the summer but the more i really like deeped it the more i really thought about it was just Maybe I'm overthinking, but I have Nottingham Forest just barely escaping. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the fact that they basically have a brand new team that's never played together. And I think they're up to like 13 signings this summer, something crazy like yeah, that. It's a madness so I like their manager a lot, uh, Steve Cooper. He came in last season when they were last in like end of September and then brought him to the Prem. So obviously really good story there. But I just think it's going to take him a bit to get going. And when you're a newly promoted side and you don't start hot, I start getting a little worried. But overall, I think their signings and just their overall quality is going to be enough to keep them in the prem. Um, not necessarily huge on them in the long term. Um, I don't know if I don't know what their ownership situation looks like, but they spent a lot of money uh, the year they got promoted, which is not uncommon at all. But it just feels like the team that they're setting up right now is just to stay in the Prem this season almost, yeah. which is totally fine. Uh, Cause you know, you got Dean Henderson leaving on loan after the season if they stay up, but that's past it. I have them uh, escaping relegation 17th. Um, I think they're going to be in and around there. I just had them 17th because mm-hmm. the teams ahead of them, I just think have a little bit more quality and a little bit more potential to be consistent throughout the season. Yeah, no, and I, I I'm right with you. I had Nottingham Forest at 17 as well. Mm. Um, I love the business they've done, but like it, it look like it does look like it's a desperate attempt to like spend as much as you can just to stay alive because that prem money is so like precious to these right. sides. Um, and I love the signings of Musa Niakate, yeah, uh, Tewu Awaniwi, um, Omar Richards, and like Dean Henderson. I love all four of those signings, and there's more signings that you know I've come through that look to be like solid. Um, but I was very high on this team too, and then yeah, into I took into account like the high like starting eleven turnover. I'm like yeah, and like with these guys having like under a month to like get used to one another and not have like really many games to like get used to that. 
Right. It might take some time, but I think this is going to be like a like last day ditch. Like they, you know, somehow pull off a two-one win over whoever the hell they're playing. Right. Hopefully, right. someone shit. But you know, or yeah. But this is Somebody, what I think. this is good for the prem though if they stay up in my opinion just because no, the the history of the club the the ground they play at is historic the the fans are crazy I hope they do stay up and there's typically always one like newly promoted side that stays up very rare like not rarely but like typically not all three go right back down but it yeah. has happened before but it's not fun to put all the three of the new nah. guys to go down so like. We're all, I think everyone's really high in Nottingham Forest. Everyone like is supporting Nottingham Forest. It feels like that's just kind of the vibe around them because like yeah. they are like not like new, but like, you know, it's not the typical Fulham, you know, or like Villa past or like, you know. So yeah, Nottingham Forest to stay up. Yeah, we're about in. that. Uh, let's move to 16th then. This one was a little tough for me too, just because you've already mentioned Southampton. I'm not super high on, mm-hmm. but. And there's also another big dog in here in and around this area, I think, this season. But I had Brentford at 16. Um, I wrote, I have a little bit of a belief that a sophomore slump is a thing in in soccer, too. It's, it's a common term in a lot of collegiate sports or uh, like professional football, basketball, things like that. But it does feel like this summer has been a little bit dry for them, which is fine because they had a good squad and they didn't lose any big talent. Uh, ben Mee, I thought, was a super smart signing. Someone that keeps you in the prem. Um, they do lack a little bit of goal threat, though. Even though they kept, uh, what's that dude's name? Ivan Tony. I like him a lot. I just yes. think he lacks a bit of goal threat, and just the team all around going forward isn't going to be, you know, anything super fresh and exciting this season. They didn't make any big signings in the attack, which I thought they might have needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sixteen, comfortable. Probably easily reaching 40 points again, but I I think they're going to be in and around this dogfight area for me. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, Brentford, I, you know, I'll be touching on them a little bit later. Yeah. But, hold up, sorry, I lost my train. No, no All right, so we're on 16th, right? Yeah, this is 16, I have Brentford. I think Brentford, yeah, I think Brentford's a good shout there. Um, I, I think I had them kind of floating around there, and I was kind of finding it hard to, like, put them in places, but I just love, like, their style of play. Yeah. And like how like like I think Ben Me is like just the like definition of the kind of defender that they're looking for. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, he's got that dog in him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I do um, like that signing a lot. Yeah. Um, but at sixteenth for me, um, you know, I have your relegated side leads um mm. sneaking out. I do think that this team is is not as good as they were previously. But the way that I'm seeing it is like they were without Bamford and Calvin Phillips last year, and they still were able to stay afloat. And so, well, now they won't be without them at all, and they've like refreshed the squad. It's kind of got a new look, and with a fret, like a new Bamford back and Sinistera. Yeah. Like Sinistera, not that he's like a copycat Rafinha, and not that I'm saying that Sinistera is at the same level as Rafinha, but I think Sinistera can can do a pretty good job on that right side flank. And I think that, you know, with a healthy Bamford, like healthy Bamford can score you 17 goals in a premier league season. That's hard to find. That's and true. So, That's like, if, true. if Jesse Marsh can get those young guys rolling and like, I've, I've seen, you know, only seen bits and clips of highlights from them, but you know, there's been some, some fresh looking play from this lead side. And I think that it will be enough for them to stay afloat. Um, I don't think this, Relegation race will be super tight, you know, between 18th and like 16th. But I think yeah. Leeds might be like 
trying to stay afloat around 40 points, but I yeah. think this team can definitely handle 40 points. And, and I'm really excited to see, you know, Jesse Marsh and my American bias pull through for us. Right. Right on. Yeah. That's a fair shout. Um, I don't think we necessarily disagree on this team too much. I think we're almost on the same page. It's just, you see it going well and I see it going poorly. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's what it's going to be like. Some team, some of these teams have to like have like one of these teams are going to have a down year. Like yeah. it's just like, who is it going to be? And like, I could see four teams having a bad year, you mm-hmm. know, in this like bottom half of the table um, that I have up to like, even like 13th, like it could be, it could go to hell for some of these teams. Yeah. So, yeah. It's always tough to read, but um, 15th, you want me to go again? Yeah, go for it. Let's hear it. Um, so 15th, I have Everton. Um, I don't think it comes to a surprise that this team is an absolute shambles. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's to the point where like they're in like relegation zone again. I think this team just needs to find some consistency. This team does have like top quality players around the team. Yeah. It's just like, can they like put the pieces together? Cause like, like Ancelotti left this team in ruins. Yeah, know? he really and, did. Like with, and I don't know what like Everton fans truly thought like they were going to get from Ancelotti. Cause I, we all thought it was a very strange like managerial signing to begin with. And then with him leaving within six months, you know, going to real, like it was kind of like a no brainer for him. But um, ever since then, this team has just never been the same. Um, And I I don't think this is like relegation fodder Everton, but like this could like, I don't think it'll go South, but this team could very much go down if they don't get like pulled together. And especially under, a manager like <clears throat> Lampard, which not necessarily Lampard is a horrible manager, but I think he's just more of like the championship quality manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think that the, the talent around them, like, like it, there, there should be no way this team goes down, but right. 15th for me. Yeah. You, you had him 15th and so did I actually, I mean, you hit everything there. It's, it's a pretty rotten squad, but if you look at the names, there's no way this team should be going down. It's if, hard to think that, yeah. If everyone remains healthy, I mean, you got Calvert-Lewin and now Dwight McNeil whipping balls into him. Like, that should work out fine. Mm-hmm. Deli Alley still, I mean, he's washed, but he's still good. I mean, Jordan Pickford, quality. Uh, Allen, Ducore in the midfield. Like, there's plenty there to stay up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that this team is, like, 15th, is still a little bit of a disappointment, I'm sure, but I I agree with you. 15th feels right for Everton. Yeah. All right, so 14 for me. This one, this is one of the teams that I think has the potential to take a small step up this season. Uh, you had them going down. I have them finishing 14th. It's going to be Southampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what what you said about them was true. It's just me. I feel like the summer business that they've made is actually going to pan out. And I think if there's one thing Southampton know how to do, it's how to buy youngsters that can like provide right now. Yeah. And they got four, I think four in through the door this summer mm-hmm. that I think are going to be pretty much straight into the first team. And as if two of them pop off, that's, that's great return on, on business. Uh, Arebo looks really solid, silky on the ball. I'm not huge on Hassan Hoodle. He's been there four years and it doesn't really feel like they've stepped up at all. But I think a 14th place finish, like very comfortably above relegation for Southampton, just feels right for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah, no, I think that's a decent shot, and like I just, I see it going more wrong, and like I think there's been a lot of word about the the goalkeeper. What was his name? Uh, Bazunu. Yeah. He like I've heard 
very good things about him and that like he like you know he when he turned 18 he immediately went to like or when he was 18 when he joined city he like immediately got pushed up to the under 23s yeah or under 21s and like was like starts for ireland yeah yeah so like he does look like he can but i don't know like i mean you could you could have the best goalkeeper in the world and have a horrible back line and like it still turned to shit so a lot of trust going in him uh 14th i have brentford Mm -hmm. um I just love what's going on at Brentford right now. I mean, after losing Erickson, I mean, that's a tough blow. But to only have him half a season, I mean, like this team was already in a positive trend. And, like, they just added Erickson on the side. Um, keeping even Tony was a huge, huge thing for the summer. I thought that someone would – someone of, like, maybe the top six caliber might pick them up just as, like, maybe a rotation piece. But that guy is, is definitely, like, a – like, he is a solid Premier League striker, and he'll do like just it. fine again this year. Um, the additions of Ben Mee again. Um, and there's probably – I'm probably not naming some other solid additions, but this team just, like, is strong enough and, and will do, you know, do the most. Oh, and they also signed um, Thomas uh, Strakoshka from uh, Lazio. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, Lazio. So – and he's a pretty – you know, decent goalkeeper. So I've heard his name in and around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 14th for Brentford for me. Solidly mid table. We like it. Um, for 13 here, this is probably my biggest hot take of the list, honestly. And it's just, I don't know, something about where things are going with this club and, and where they're at right now does not give me much confidence. I think they'll have a pretty awful year and that's Lester. Actually, I have Lester 13. Um, Honestly, I just can't really imagine a worse summer. And I think, you know, like we always say, it's hard to make these predictions with this much more of the transfer window open. It's Mm -hmm. got a solid few more weeks. So they could easily sign some people, but I actually think they're more likely to lose some big names in the coming weeks. Um, Tielemans is still shopped around a lot. And then uh, their center back, what's his name? Uh, Wesley Fofana. Yeah, Fofana. He's been shopped around to Chelsea. And if they lose either of those two guys and don't replace them, then it just feels like this promising project from a, year, a few years back is just kind of crumbling down. They still have James Madison, who who's had a quietly, like, very, very good last few seasons. And then you, always throw, you can throw in Jamie Vardy and then uh, Ian Nacho. Like, they have the goal threat. Um and there's the potential that if everyone stays healthy, they can be back to sort of where they were the, a couple of seasons ago. But you got to throw in a team that's just going to way underperform. And for me, that's Leicester this year at, yeah. at 13th. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have Leicester there, mm-hmm. but I do have um, Wolves at 13th. I think yeah. this is the underperforming team. And like, I think that this team could even potentially get relegated like yeah. if it goes that far south. Um this team has not really reloaded at all. The only addition, true addition, is Nathan Collins. They got um, Adama Traore back from loan. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like, success for the attack now. Like, this yeah. team still lacks a lot going forward. And they didn't re-sign Trincao, um after his loan. It was just a $5 million buyout. And they didn't yeah. pay it for Trincao. Yeah. And, like, it's, an just, it's just madness. And, you know, they, they – hang on to their like you know their their leader and connor cody and like you know they still have like you know ruben nevs and but like another year of jao matinho like really yeah i just like the the midfield seems to be getting worse they haven't upgraded anywhere on the pitch i mean i guess 
Adama Traore is an upgrade, but like he was already originally on the team. I don't know. This could go really far south for this team. And I don't love um, Bruno Lange. Uh, is it Lange? Yeah. Lange? It's like Lange. Lange. I don't Bruno I'm not, like, in love with him. I mean, they got, you know, can we expect another year that like Saw had? Can we expect that out of him again? That's tough. Like, yeah, that's a good know. point. But like, I have them at 13th. I'm not like completely lost faith in them. I mean, defensively, they're still one of the stronger teams in the league. But I don't know. It's just very. It could be a complete hit or a complete miss for this team, and I just have them hitting. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll take over just because I have Wolves at 12th, so neither of us are very high on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that the squad is just very stale at this point. It feels like mm-hmm. um, promoted. What was it, 2017, uh, 18? And it feels like basically the same squad. Yeah. Uh, but I will say they have Pedro Neto coming back from his long-term injury, and if he finds some form, that's always a good thing. And then I can't see Raul Jimenez not being better. He's getting up there in age, and he had that weird head injury, but it just feels like six goals from him last season, there's no way he doesn't get double digits, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think the defense – like they always know how to line up a defense and Nathan Collins is actually, I think is a really solid signing. They should have made more signings on top of that, but I really like him. And I just feel like the defense will carry them. It'll be similar to last year where they score like a relegation team amount of goals, but they also let in like a champions league team amount of goals. And it'll just be like a really boring 12th place finish. <laughs> yeah. But no, And like Nathan Collins fine. is a, is a perfect sounding for a very defensive minded team. So, mm-hmm. you know, any Burnley guy coming in, you know, we love defense here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what um, it'll be like. Yeah. And that moves me to uh, my 12th place team. I've been so back and forth with this team. I don't know what to think, but it, it's crystal palace. Um, yeah. I mean, it's better than their previous finish from last year. I still like, I'm, I'm so unsure about the team offensively because it's like, you need one of those three strikers to really step up and like us and Edward like really needs to like, just kind of solidify his spot as yeah. number nine. And like, yes, like Wilfred Zaha is like on his like end of contract, but like, can we expect another like 15 goal, you know, contribution from him? I know mean, like we all know he's quality. Like we, yeah. like that's not what we're debating. It's just like, are we debating like his like, you know, care about playing the game? That's what I'm like. That's fair. And yeah. like, Eze could be a decent replacement for, you know, Gallagher, but, you know, he was injured all last year. We don't know what to expect. And, I mean, the only thing for sure is, like, the defense, you know, is was solid. And, like, yeah. you know, with the additions of Christian um, – Chris Richards, I mean, I think that's a, a decent signing for a rotation piece at the center-half position that they definitely needed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a 12-place finish for me for Palace. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You want to just go into your 11 straight away? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot that you, you did 12. No, um, you're all good. Yeah, 11 for me then. Uh, this Dude, this this part right here, like 12 through 8, or more it's like tough. 12 through 9, it was hard. I, like I, If I wanted to get it spot on. But I had Newcastle. I mean, I mm. want I, – I, like, I, you get so like in a trance about how much money they have and like what they've spent and like who they got in like Sven Botman is a, is a great signing for them. Yeah. I think he like matches the system super well, very good distributor of the ball, which they needed after kind of like, you know, uh, what is it? Let's say Lascelles. 
Yeah, like, Jamal Lasells. Yeah, he kind of like has fallen off a little bit. So Sunbottom in a very good signing. The team was in an upward trend, very much so at the end of the season, but like that doesn't necessarily carry over into next season, does it? No, so I true. just uh I don't I don't know. I mean they'll they'll beat some big teams, they'll lose some shit teams. That's just where I got them, right in the middle eleven. Yeah, that's fair. At my eleventh place spot, I have Aston Villa. And for me, just the main thing with them is that their squad just feels unbalanced for some reason. Like when I look at when I look at the people they have, it's like a majority of their squad feels like a top half finishing squad for sure. And he, like most a good amount of their players seem like European quality players. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if there's a, a solid 11 that will pick itself every week for Steven Gerrard in there. And it seems like he's going to have to do a lot of shifting and changing which to me just means inconsistency throughout the season and their new signings are really really quality for sure and they most of them they got most of them through the door early so they've had a full preseason but just to me it doesn't seem like they're ready to take the step up just yet and 11th place feels good for them uh you definitely hit it though like nine through 12 is just real tough like i'd be surprised if i get two of those completely right yeah i don't think i'll get any of them honestly completely right but you know just following my gut and stuff yeah but um so i guess that moves us on to what 10 yeah we're in the top 10 here all right you want to actually just run through your 20 through 11 here yeah um so for me again i had bournemouth fishing finishing last yeah fishing they're fishing for some fucking fishing something yeah Yeah. (laughs) Got him. Um, Fulham 19th, Southampton 18th, Nottingham Forest just beating out the relegation zone on the last day. Leeds 16th, Everton 15th, Brentford 14th. In the finish out, we have 13th, Wolves 12th, Crystal Palace in 11th to win the bottom half of the table. Newcastle. What a trophy for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got. 20th Bournemouth, 19th Leeds, 18th Fulham, 17th Forest. And then avoiding relegation, I have Brentford, uh, Everton, and Southampton. And then disappointing big names, Leicester and Wolves finishing 13th and 12th respectively. And I have Villa winning the the trophy for best bottom half team in the league. Awesome, dude. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love Villa right. getting the trophy this year. Let's uh let's send it in the tenth year. I'm excited for this part of the table for sure. Yeah, there's, and there's so much that could go wrong. Yeah, no, there <laughs> could go wrong. Uh, this is uh I don't know, man. Brighton. This is where I put Brighton. I just yeah. I don't know. They haven't done enough for me to like really think that they've gotten any better. Um, Cucurella seems to be out the door. Um, He's twerking for every big team at this point, which is Chelsea now. And I think Chelsea put like a $50 million bid for him. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, they do that one season in the prep. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. They've lost, um, they lose Cucurella. I mean, I don't know. This, and not the creativity, you know, um, I guess, what's the term? I'm just drawing a blank. The, um, the actual, like, Per, like production of production, assists yeah. doesn't like go up or go down astronomically. The dude only had one assist, but like he had some of the most, like he had some of the best distribution numbers from a left back. Yeah. Most chances created of, or something out of the whole league. Um, and that like has like Robertson, you know, in that conversation and yeah. like a whole lot of other great names. So they lose him. Uh, it's looking pretty like league for me. I mean, you're the retirement home of like, you know, premier league wannabe legends. 
Yeah. So, um, that's fair. you know, 10th for me. Yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, my 10th place, I just, I picked Palace based off vibes alone. I don't know why. Love that. Love when I that, look, dude. when I look at the team, Zaha, Elise, Eze, Margehi, the new Malcolm Iboe guy, like Tyreek Mitchell stuck around. Just something about this team just gives me vibes that I'm just loving. Like, yeah. I get, I get similar vibes to like old school Southampton squads that were just like no, weirdly really good. Going I totally, forward. I totally feel that dude. And like, check Decore too. Dude looks solid. Like yeah. I like seen and heard a lot of good things about him. Dude looks to be really good. And then Sam Johnston uh, in it as their new keeper, Vincent Guaito is getting up there. I think he's like 36, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, I, I really see one of, Mateta or Edward stepping up this season pretty big. And I do like, I don't, I try not to place way too much uh, importance on preseason, but it just, it feels like Zaha is going to do it again, just based on what I'm seeing from preseason. Like he's always been a player who, when he wants to be good, he's going to be good. And it seems like Patrick Vieira has got him bought into whatever he's cooking up. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, top 10. No, hey, I, I, I do like that. I, I just – man, I'm so back and forth with them. Like, one yeah. minute I'm like, dude, like, this team could could just bang on and be crazy. And then mm-hmm. the next minute I'm like, dude, this team could, like, easily just, like, fucking crumble and fall apart. Slip to the relegation fight yeah. a little bit. Um, But, yeah, so I guess that moves us on to ninth. And I think I have a little bit more faith in this team. Um, And, I okay, again, I feel like we should have an amendment by the end of, like, transfer window because, like, there can be, like, a madness to that in this team. This is Leicester. Yeah, like, we can could, we can definitely touch on it in another yeah, episode. Like, if Leicester lose both Fofana and Tillmans, this team is definitely finishing 14th, like, without yeah. a doubt, like, in, like, maybe even relegation fodder. But, I don't know, they look like – Casper Schmeichel looks to be on his way out to Nice, I believe. Yeah. Um, so now they don't have a keeper. And that could have been Leno. I heard, I think, rumbles that there was like a Leno kind of like money swap deal for Telemans. And that's not happening anymore. Right. So, but I still have faith in this team. This team has like Pats and Daka. This team has, you know, Kalechi Hini Nacho. Jamie Vardy still seems to be banging on goals. You know, this attack is still like looking very promising. And I think, you know, with James Madison still there, if they can hang on to him, like that's like, that could be, and they have Adama Lookman. You know, that front four with Harvey Barnes, like this is a top, top quality, like, attack that they have. And, like, they still have, like, we can't forget, they still have Wilfred Nandidi, you know. Like, this dude is, like, the discount N'Golo Conte. Yeah. And, like, with a, like, decent back four, like this, like, you know, losing Wesley Fofana will be a huge loss. But, like, you know, Soyuncu and, like, you know, if you can still get another year out of Evans, I mean – this team still ain't bad. So, you know, ninth for me. Yeah, completely fair points. They're definitely the biggest wild card team probably in the league. Mm-hmm. Just based on transfer window alone, like anything could go out, like happen. So, yeah. definitely a team we'll probably be touching on later in the window for sure. But so that was your ninth place? Yeah, that was nine for me. All right. Ninth place for me, I have Brighton. You had him 10th, so not super far off. I just, the main thing for me, Brighton just feels like a team that's system over individuals. So even if they do lose Cucurella, they'll probably sign some dude you've never heard of, and he'll do similar things. Just the continued growth of the squad and sort of letting uh, Graham Potter cook over the last few years, I think they're going to just finish top half, be be a really surprising team for some people, but the people who know 
and actually look at the stats and all that won't be all that surprised when they're top half. I just think yeah. a good season from Brighton overall. No, yeah, Chef Potter, he's going to be he's cooking. You know, cooking, up, <laughs> cooking up some cookies for the top half of the table. We love that. Yep. Um, I guess I – what does that move us on to eighth? Do you want to go eighth place. with eighth or do you want yeah, to go? I'll touch on eighth here. Um, eighth, I'm a little higher on them than you were. I got Newcastle in eighth year. Damn, I do wow. have down that they are a real tough team to read, but I just feel like the spine of the squad is super good. And then just another really random like vibe-based prediction for me is that just weirdly, Callum Wilson is going to be like that guy again this year. Like he's going to have like a Bournemouth type season. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that's a. I think that's your biggest stretch, dude. Him oh. and Alan St. Maxman and Eddie Howe just giving me shades of like 2017 Bournemouth. I don't know why, but I just I'm I'm honestly like we're not really doing hot takes recently, but I'm feeling like easily 16 goals for that guy. I don't know why, wow. but. Wow. That's just what I'm feeling. Okay, that okay, dude. If they he gets 16 <laughs> goals, dude, you might as well just give him the golden boot because no one else is like on that fucking like level. If he's if he goes from literally from what he was to that, like, he had eight goals last season in only 18 matches. So if he stays healthy, that's doubling. Is, yeah, and at like 32, half, wasn't, wasn't half those goals like penalties? I didn't look that far they into were, it, but dude, they were like, <laughs> I swear, they're like penalties and tap ins. I don't, I like on my life, I think that's what they were. I'm telling like, you, man, just he got just two watch, in one game too. So watch like, this literally, space. Literally a quarter of his goals were in one game. Watch this space. <laughs> Make sure to leave it open for him. Um, eighth for me is uh, Villa. I did this last year, dude, and I can't believe I'm doing it again. But Villa for me, I just like I have so much faith in this team. This team is so much fun to watch. And, like, I just – the results that they get with the talent they have on this team is just, like, it's amazing how poor they were last year at 13. You know, but they, they added they added some very good pieces. I think Diego Carlos to their back line will do amazing things for them. I mean, get yeah. Tyrone Mings the fuck out of that line, dude. Like, <laughs> that dude is – he is shambolic. Right. Thank God they finally replaced him. And, you know, with, like, Dina and Matty Cash, like, those two on the flanks, like, that is just – that's just yummy, dude. And, you know, and then their attacking options now are just – I just think that they have very good attacking options. And, you know, having Barbecue Kamara to that, like, you know, sixth bot, like, this dude, I like, he's – don't, don't like, take my word for this, but this dude's, like, a discount for Bino. Like, I yeah. really think that, like, he's a big body – he distributes the ball well, you know, in France, like, you know, Marseille's never really been a powerhouse, but like this guy was definitely a part of that team, you know, Fairs. finishing, you know, where they were. So like definitely expect, definitely look to see Villa, you know, do their thing, but you know, it's going to probably bite me in the ass again when they finish 14. Completely fair. Completely fair. Uh, who you got at seventh? This is yeah. where we're really getting into it now. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we can call it top seven now because this team is is horrid. Um, Man United. I mean, Oof. I, got, <laughs> dude, this team is in shambles, and I just, you know, Ronaldo. I don't know what I'm gonna get from Ronaldo this year. Like, I think he's gonna be a super big disappointment. Yeah. Um, you know. You know, Martial came on and like scored a goal or something, and they're like, "This is like the, you know, like the rebirth of Jesus or something." Oh my God! Um, yeah, that was getting old. Yeah, so like, um, and like all the like banter, Man U pages that I just 
I just crap on on TikTok. I love I love doing that, dude. I go <laughs> like there's like these two dudes that like are just like banter like fan pages for Man United, and I just I just clown on them with comments. Um, but anyway, yeah, Man United. I just this team just it needs a lot of help, and you know I think Ten Hag will will get you know something out of them, but. You know, best for me is seventh place, and I think I thought that was being generous. No, I, you know, that's not terrible. It's not the the spiciest take I've ever seen. The only reason I have this team at seventh and not Man United is just because of the new change in management. But I have West Ham here in seventh place. Okay. Uh, I really like that they kept Deckers, Mr. Declan Rice, and Bowen. They added some depth into the attack, which I think they really needed because um, Antonio started off so strong and then fell off basically off a cliff after like six games. So if they can get that Samaka guy, Skamaka, yeah, Skamaka. he's basically of a similar build, just white uh, to like <laughs> sort of like, you know, fill in with him there. If they can get some production out of him, I have no reason to think they won't achieve – you know, the glorious Europa Conference League status that they're looking for yeah. uh, once again. But, yeah, like I said, <laughs> just some depth in the attack is going to be real nice. Keeping yeah. They kept most of all their talent, and I don't know. What's their manager's name? David Moore? Is that his name? Was it, I thought it was – wasn't it Moyes for some time? Moyes, David Moyes, yeah. yeah. No, I don't mind him. He just seems like kind of a boring guy. But Are you – are you joking? Because David Moyes was the Man United um, manager for some time. No, I knew that, and he was really bad for them. So I don't hate him. Like he made them bad. So <laughs> anything to make yeah. the Manx worse. But no, yeah. just in general, similar vibes to last season from West Ham. Mm-hmm. I don't really see him getting much higher, just because the talent of the squads ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I'll just go into my sixth place because I already talked about it. Uh, United. I would be higher on them going into the season if Ronaldo didn't throw his little bitch fit that he did like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He just like wanted out really bad. But that, that that whole saga stinks. Like I hate that when that happens. Yeah. And the window overall is lacking. Like I thought they were going to go out and spend huge for Eric Ten Hag. But uh, Lissandra Martinez and that Tyrell Malasia guy, two really quality solid signings just uh, – uh, they're not who I thought they were going to get. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, but I do expect Sancho time. and Rashford to to find some form, and and that's a very exciting little duo going forward. Yeah, no, and I think Sancho, like, I think he'll come good in like a more like, I think in a younger, you know, um, more of like an actual system, you know, other than like when Oligon Associate just said, "All right, here's a ball, kick it around." Yeah, pretty um, much. But um, yeah. For me, I have six West Ham, so we just had it flipped. Yeah. Um, I think this side had like kind of like this time like before they signed Skamaka, this side had probably one of the worst, like I mean, next to like Leicester level of like horrible window. I mean, when your like top signing was Flynn Downs from the yeah. championship, like I just I just didn't buy it. Um and this team could probably use another center half. But um other than that, I mean this team, I mean like it's almost copy and paste from last year, and this team was was firing on all cylinders um, the start of last year. And I mean, not that we would expect that again, but like I just genuinely think that this team, like since they kept, you know, Deckers, I mean, this team is still super good, like yeah. all around. 
and like the addition of, um, you know, they kept on to Areola and like with the addition of Salma, like uh, Skamakers and like even maybe some more guys coming through the way. I heard some rumbles about them signing um, Amadou Onana from Liel. And I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a pretty solid signing from uh, the French league. And if they can get him through, I mean, to rotate the, the center mid so that like, you know, Suchek and Deckers can maybe get a break, you know, on an yeah, FA Cup or midweek, you know, that would be huge. So this team, I think, you know, gets out of the um, Continental Cup and into into Europe. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, just, just flip-flopped a bit, but two teams that should be around the same level, I would say, this season. Mm-hmm. This, uh, we're into the top five. Yes. And I'll go first. Who misses out, man? Who misses out? This, this is really tough for me, man. This hurts to say. Yeah. And that's because I really like their summer business. They probably had the best window. Fuck, but, dude. I already know who it is. But it, hear me out. Hear me out. It's Arsenal. Yes. In fifth because their fixture list is going to be way more crowded than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And I've heard awful awful things about party and if he gets wrapped up into that yeah then their midfield is super thin and i know i can't be basing uh uh placement on this like off of the potential of somebody getting into some legal troubles we won't get into that but just in general even with him in the squad i don't really trust zinchenko as a center midfield option of a top four side mm-hmm. like consistently like he's yes. a quality player he's looked really good yeah i like what they've done they're promising, exciting, but they're still so young that I feel like they might lack consistency that the teams ahead of them might just have over yeah. them. Like, I think I told you the other day, like, this is a team who can go, like, I'm looking at Bournemouth away on August 20th. Like, that could be, like, 6-0 Arsenal. Like, yeah, Jesus, Hattrick, whatever you want to say. But then also I look at, you know, Crystal Palace away on the first day, and to me that could be like a one-one, just a trap game. Yeah, or like and a two-two-one loss. Yeah, yeah it just feels like happened. a. It feels like a team that's headed in the right direction, absolutely. And I really wanted to put them in top four, but um, I'm just trusting my gut on this one and saying they're going to yeah. finish fifth. Nah, dude, and uh, yeah, fifth for me is is Arsenal. <laughs> I like hey. I couldn't. I could not. <laughs> I mean, I was just looking at the business from the other teams and just looking at the quality still. And, like, I knew, like, I just – I can't buy it. And, like, yes, like, I I don't want to, like, get into details about the Thomas Party situation, but it's not looking good. And I'm – just to say if this guy plays this year, that would be amazing and honestly would make Arsenal look horrible. Yeah. Um, but other than that, this team has done – amazing financially for like the first time you know in a lot of years and like it mm-hmm. seems like like last year was like the start of something new and like you know the buzz around Arteta that like he wasn't a real manager and that CI was like weighing over his head that is far from the truth yeah definitely but this team still is just missing some pieces that I think that maybe just a January transfer window could get them over the edge but like it just seems like it's one thing after another with this team and like you know one like we're gonna miss, be probably missing another player you know and we still haven't take like talked about the center defensive mid position yet yeah you know like we still haven't addressed that after about like four seasons of saying like we needed one they've never addressed it but this team looks so promising 
Bakayu Saka turns 21 this year. <laughs> that, that is isn't crazy. That he, he is the best player on the team, and he turns 21 this year. This dude is still up for the Golden Boy Award, and like he hasn't even won it yet. So I put them here, but you know, I put them here. If they finish here, hey, I'm happy. I got the point. Like, I, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm right. But hey, they finished top four. I'm even happier. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Exactly. So yeah, that's where I had them. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm with you there. Like this five through three spot is just almost impossible to Dude, guess it was, just it was because hell, man. and like i hated putting arsenal i flip-flopped all three of these teams in exactly. each one of these spots and really yes. thought it through but uh fourth for me is going to be chelsea i think i personally like their business this summer the main thing that i'm really worried about and what would make them from fourth place to fifth place for me is if reese james plays large amounts of the season at center back which i'm worried that tuchel is like fine with for me, that would just be absolutely abysmal. He's like their best creator by far, offers such a huge goal threat from that right wing back position. Mm-hmm. And I've heard they're they're thinking of bringing in Denzel Dumfries to play right wing back and have him slot in at right center back, oh, which he's a good right center back option mm-hmm. for sure. But he's your best creator. And I just like if that happens for me, Chelsea and Arsenal swap. But if it doesn't, Reese James plays right center back or right wing back. And they play whoever else at right center back. Like, yeah. just, just something about like the names on this team. For me, I can't see him finishing out of the top four. Like, I can't see Arsenal, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, just the consistency of results that they can obtain, purely like the one nil options alone, to me, just makes him a top four side. Yeah. And like honestly, Chelsea fans, you better hope to God he bring in another center half. Like, because mm-hmm. this team, like, if he decides to just, you know, say fuck it, you know, the back four didn't work in the preseason, we're just gonna move back to the back five or like the back three. Yeah. And like, you know, you know, Reese James might just have to like take a bullet, but like, you know, to waste that creativity and like, I feel like there's a little slide on Mason Mount there, but like. You know, they're pretty much, you know, one and two. two or, yeah, definitely. You know, vice versa in creativity. I just love Reese James as a player. No, he is quality. And, like, honestly, like, he, like, could be – he could play for any team in the world, and I think, you mm-hmm. know, slot right in. But, you know, four for me, again, I was, like, flip-flopping it. And, like, you know, it, it's not so much – it's not that I hate Spurs, but this is where I put him. I put him at four. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair enough. And, like, you know, the Conte ch- – the curse is real. You know, and like he and like the just the Spurs curse is real, like them just yeah. not winning trophies. Um, but I think this team is going in the right direction, like as far as like signings and all that things like that. Like they signed, you know, pretty quality rotation players because they didn't really need any, you know, significant starting player to jump in, really like turn the side over because they already had the attack, they already had a pretty solid midfield. Um, the addition of you know, Basuma makes that like midfield rotation like just crazy good yeah that's scary and like you know long lay on loan you know he had a poor season at barcelona but like you know another distributor in the back line that was kind of like their weakest spot but like and like again like you know spurs under conte like were not like just unbeatable like they had like stints where they would like win a pretty solid game and then go and lose to someone yeah you know that where you're kind of just like it was like a question mark loss um, 
So, you know, I, I still like, I'm not all for Spurs. Like I think everyone else is, you know, in like the third spot, but I had them at fourth. Yeah. Yeah. You hit it on the head there. I have them in third, just, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I, I don't know. So I do think they're slightly overrated in general. Like people saying that they're going to be in a title race, in my opinion, that's not yeah, true. That's, that's not even close to true. I don't like, think they it's will true. Not be. I do like a lot of their business. I'm not sold on Richarlison. Like, honestly, uh, the more I look into that, the more I'm like, if Kane goes down, I don't know if that's the replacement I would yeah, want. Sure. Yeah. But if Kane doesn't, then he's in the title or he's in the golden boot race. And if Son doesn't get injured, he's in the golden boot race. Mm. And they're led by Antonio Conte, who seems to just have been given given the war chest this summer to fill out the squad with players that fit his system. You know, Jed Spence is a wing back. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't even mention him. He's He looks to be very good. Yeah. And then, uh, like you mentioned, Basuma, uh, Bentacour, and Emil Hoiberg, like those three in the midfield, just absolute destroyers. Like, it just feels like a Conte squad. And mm. I think – in most other leagues, with this top two not being there, they would be in a title chase. However, I just feel like the top two are still a good amount ahead of the competition this season mm-hmm. uh, for me to just play some comfortably third. And like I said, yeah. three through five was tough, but that's the way I see it. Yeah. And just to say, do you want to do – after we do three, after we finish up three, do you want to go with first instead of two? So, like, we just, like, say who's yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, about that. I like that. Okay. So for three for me, it was just flip flop. I had Chelsea. I mean, I just think that I was looking at the transfer news and maybe I was just kind of assuming it, but like, I don't know. I can expect this, like, this team can finish as low as sixth for me. Like, I just, because of just like, not necessarily the squad turnover, but like the back line looks almost like completely new, except for the wing backs. And, well, not completely new. That's not true because, like, they still had Silva. But, like, they signed, like, Fofana, and they go back to the back five. I mean, like, you have Koulibaly. Um, not that he's, like, super old, but, like, he's just in a new league. He's, like, you know, been probably pretty comfortable in the French, uh, Italian league. Was he with Fofana? Even though I think he's, like, he could be a madness talent. Like, he's, like, Jules Koundé, like, type levels. But, like, yeah. after coming off the injury, you know, what can we expect? Um, and like, who's going to tuck the ball away, but I don't know. This team still has so much good, like talent around them. And like that midfield is so like, still like so damn good. Yeah. That, like, you know, that's going to be huge for them going forward, you know, with Mount creating and, you know, Nicola Conte is not getting any younger, but like, dude, still like, you know, potentially the best of like defensive midfielder in the world. Right. And right. like, it's hard to like not put the top four, um, you know, but in Chelsea, we trust, I guess, but you know, fuck them. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> well, that'll do for the 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 hotter takes, I guess, the tougher ones to call. Yeah. Kind of. Not for me. I still got one more hot take in the tank for sure. Oh god, dude. It's just just say it, dude. Go first. I who's, have who's your league? Liverpool Football Club winning the league. God damn it, dude. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> so as everybody knows. I'm a supporter of Liverpool Football Club, so a lot of bias went into this. What kind of fan would I be if I don't think they're winning the league, <laughs> in my opinion? However, there's reasoning behind this, and more of it has come down to Man City than it does Liverpool. But I think the big if, the big question mark in this squad for me is, one, 
who fills out the front three and two, can Tiago stay healthy for a full season? If Tiago stays healthy for a full season, they're winning the league hundred percent. It's not even going to be close. I'm talking 110 points. That man is a magical man on the ball. Absolute wizard of footy. I also am expecting big things from Carvalho and Elliot if they stay healthy. And I think that if you look at it, you have Salah on one side and you have pretty much Diaz on the other at this point. And then they have three guys you can rotate in, all offer something different. You have Firmino, the link guy. You have Diogo Jota, who's a presser like crazy. He can he can more interlock and, and switch out with the wingers. And then you have Nunez now, who just knows how to score a shithouse goal, unlike anybody I've ever seen. If you see any of his highlights from Benfica last year or any of his highlights from preseason there's one thing that he does that no other player in the squad does and that's he just has an insane ability to just score the worst looking goal ever (laughs) but it look it's a goal all the same so they've never had that it's always been like typically it's always been Salah with the beautiful goal or like a very good sweeping attack after winning the ball back out of the field they've never had a guy who will just stand by the keeper and just have it like bounce to him and just like barely scoop it in And he does that, and he's good at that because he's a poacher and he's a full true number nine. Mm -hmm. So I just think all those things coming together, I just – I don't know, man. I'm just feeling it. I see, like – I see, like, a meme right now where it's just, like, instead of, like, Jurgen Klopp smiling after, like, you know, Nunez scored against Liverpool, it's it's just you instead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fully bought in on the Nunez hype. He's a red, baby. I, like, you know, hey, I I love it. I mean, maybe – Maybe I should have been more biased for my Arsenal, but I don't know. I went with my gut. And yeah. Like, my gut's telling me that Arsenal are just still, like, one step away, which is which is fine. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's no surprise. I mean, Man City. I mean, right. how can you <laughs> – how can you lose, like, you know, Sergio Aguero one year and then, like, sell Gabriel Jesus the next and, like, still have a better attack that following year? Um. You know, Holland, you know, it might take him some time to get used to the Premier League, but like this probably dude not easily be, you know, golden boot winner. I mean, you know, once they play Bournemouth, he's going to score six or some shit. Like, yeah, that's exactly Boost his stats all the way back up, you know, and it's just going to be a madness. So, I mean, what else is there to say, dude? It's Man City. It's Pep Guardiola. Um, but, you know, I think you bring up some good points about Liverpool. Like, I, I think that the conversation has went to like, well, Man City are just too good now. And like, you know, they still have Kevin De Bruyne and like, but like that team, like, you know, they're two injuries away from like that team, but like looking thin, like very thin, Um, you know, where Liverpool are more like a rounded side, not that they're like bench players are, you know, to die for, you know, there's still like much to see from like Carvalho and, you know, they have a pretty, like, honestly, I think their deepest position it's not attack. I think it's their center half position. Definitely. You know, like Matip, you know, Kanate and like Joe Gomez. I think people kind of forget how good Joe Gomez is. And he just, he put pen to paper. So like, it's going to be another tight race, I think between city and Liverpool. But I think just like, you know, this team has, hasn't really dealt with injuries in the past, you know, going off the past, like looking at who they've added, you know, they didn't even need Calvin Phillips. They got him. Yeah. Um, if they signed Cucurella, I think it would have been a for sure. Like this team just winning the league. Like, but um, you know they have potentially the best fullback tandem in the league. Um, you know, 
they got a pretty good rotation at center half. Um, you know, that's just it for me. Liverpool yeah. sadly finished second, but yeah, no, I think I think you raised some good points. Absolutely nothing wrong with that prediction. Just a little bit more into my reasoning for City finishing second. For me, their window has not been that good, in my opinion. Like, Holland is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I do really just get the vibe that they'll miss the depth that they lost uh, with Sterling, Zinchenko, Jesus, and Fernandinho. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of experience and a lot of quality and depth that I feel like they're going to miss out on. Um, but then when you put it, you know, they still have Grealish, who had an awful season last season, who can step up. Uh, Foden's only going to get better. Mares is still going to be himself. Silva's going to be himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a toss-up a little bit. I think a majority of people would pick Man City, but my biases and just the fact that I was thinking about it for like two days straight, <laughs> just coming up with yeah, scenarios in my head where it's going to – Yeah. I just think, you know, why not have a little faith? Yeah, no, and there's – dude, I, there's nothing wrong with that because like City or – I mean, Liverpool have the best chance to knock off City out of anyone. So, like, right. there's nothing wrong with, like, thinking that. And I guess just a little bit more into, like, Liverpool. It's just, like, like there is a lot of – I think I think the expectations, like, bef- like after Darwin Nunez signed for, like, close to, like, 79, 80 million. Yeah. You know, maybe, like, 100 in add-ons and shit. Their expectations are super high and, like, like what his like role is going to be. And I think you kind of see that like, it's not going to all be like put on him, you know, right. like, I think he's kind of came, like he's coming to a very good situation with, you know, he doesn't have to be the guy, you know, where if he like came in for like, you know, Bournemouth or something, or like, you know, if he came in for Leeds, like, okay, like, dude, you need to hit the ground running and scoring goals right away where, you know, he can play within the system, you know, that Klopp is like, can that provide for him? Yeah. Um, it's just tough because I saw it's like some statistics that he likes to drift left. Yeah. And, that's, and like you might see, I mean, it might actually turn out well for them because if he drifts left, I, I'm sure Nunez, or um, not Nunez, sorry, Diaz loves to cut in. He loves to cut in on his right foot. Yeah, he does. So, like, you know, that could just turn out just fine for them. Um, but, you know, we formation or whatever. Yeah, we shall see. And, you know, I think that finalizes the table, but, I mean, how much time are we looking at right now? Okay, we're at an hour 10. You want to finish up real quick with the top scorers and stuff? Or, um, yeah, let's do it. Whatever. Did you do that? I don't remember. I did, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. All right, so um, do you want to wrap through the Yeah, I'll run through uh, it all real table? quick. Oh, yeah, I'll do that too. Um, so from bottom to top, I have Bournemouth, Leeds, Fulham 18th, Forest 17th, then I have Brentford 16, um, South or Everton 15, Southampton 14, Leicester 13, Wolves 12th, Villa 11th, Crystal Palace 10th, Brighton 9th, Newcastle 8th, West Ham 7, United 6, Arsenal 5. Then the top four is going to be Chelsea, Spurs 3rd, Man City 2nd, Liverpool winning the league. All right, awesome. And then I got Bournemouth 20th. Uh, Fulham 19th, Southampton 18th, Nottingham Forest just getting out of the relegation zone at 17th, Leeds, Everton 16, 15, Brentford 14th, Wolves 13th, Crystal Palace finishing 12th, Newcastle winning the bottom half of the table trophy at 11th, uh, Brighton, Leicester finishing out the um, top half at 10th and 9th, and 
eighth to Villa. Uh, United just missing out at top six. West Ham going into that top six position um, in the top five of Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, and your champions, Man City. All right. I like it. Lock those in. We do have a few more uh, predictions, though, just real quick. We're going to go through our golden boot, our golden boy, who we think our manager, first manager sack is going to be, and then we got an underperforming player and an underperforming team. So if you want to just go right into those, I'll follow it up. Yeah, I think, I mean, what has it been, four years in a row now? I mean, I think it just has to be Mo Salah. I mean, you know, you could think it's Holland, you know, and, I, you know, he could have a struggle going forward. But, like, Mo Salah's been in the race for the last four or five years, um, and I don't think there's really anything stopping him. So I got the gold boot going to Mo Salah. Yeah, I think that new contract's going to help him out a lot, which is why I picked him. Um, he's getting a lot of money. He's very valued by the club, and he's just got a team around him that's going to help him succeed. So, yeah, I got Mo Salah with the gold boot. All right, interesting. I thought you might go for Holland. Um, you know, It was between Kane, Holland, and Salah. Um, just a new – New league for Holland. I think he'll easily be above 20. It's mm-hmm. going to be close. And then Kane, I'm just really worried about his ankles. Yeah. Those things are always shattered. <laughs> um, Golden Boy, I mean, you know, Arsenal got to win something, right? So I got Saka winning Golden Boy. I mean, I think it's finally time, right? I mean, yeah. he got gypped last year because of Phil Foden, which I thought was madness. That was a madness. Saka <laughs> literally carried Arsenal to a fifth-place spot. Not literally carried, but. He was a very big influence to that team. I mean, only at 20. So, um, yeah, Saka for me. All right. I like that. Uh, you could basically pick, like, three Arsenal players for this. I'm going to throw in a little bit of a wild card, though. I'm going to pick Brennan Johnson from Nottingham Forest. I think right. if they stay up, he'll be a big factor in it. He got 10 goals, 10 assists last year in the championship. Looks a real promising player. He's Welsh um, winger. I think he'll get plenty of minutes in that Nottingham Forest side. He'll be right. very productive. I like him as a golden boy. All right, cool. Um, first manager sacked. Who do you have? I'm going to go with the American, unfortunately. I'm going to go with Jesse Marsh. Just Jesse something Marsh. telling me within the first few months, the Leeds board aren't going to like where, where it's going, what it's looking like, and he's going to be out. Yeah. I I don't know. I felt like Wolves, I mean, not necessarily last year, um, but I got Watford correct last year. I didn't even know who the manager was when I got it right. Yeah. Um, I guess this is the only thing that I probably can get right. I got Wolves here. Bruno Lange, I think he um, – I think Wolves will start out rough. They'll get a new manager and they'll probably pull it around, get a more like better bottom half of the table finish that I had them. But I just – I don't love where Wolves are at right now. So I have Bruno Lange. All right. That's a pretty hot take, honestly. But um, underperforming player of the year. This one was tough. I I just spent a, quite a bit of time looking at it, and for me, because it's so like I don't know, it's so like situational, and like you're like making up all these situations in your head. Yeah. But, um, but yeah I went ahead. with I went with Ronaldo from United. No, I, just I think exactly the same. So just yeah. keep going. Just that saga sucked, and then um, underperforming team this year for me was Leicester. Just. Just what <laughs> Dude, I'm feeling. We had the exact same, but like I still have Leicester. Like I think, I think them finishing ninth is like a super underperformance. Yeah, I just think that that team has like so much quality, and like this team, like I think could beat out like you know United at seventh, and like this team could get a lot worse. And I guess like my placement of them is doesn't reflect on how I feel about them, um, like exactly because I think they will underperform. But um, 
I had them underperforming, and then I had Ronaldo too. Like, I mean, just like I feel like this dude's just not even going to play. So, like, of course, like that would be a huge loss for, you know, that's 18 goals lost for um, United right there. And, like, that was like a huge part of why they were even relevant. Yeah, seriously. But uh, he put Eric Ten Hag in a real tough spot because if he if he picks him, then he's basically just saying, like, screw the system, play how you want, versus if he plays Martial, it seems like the Martial, Sancho, Rashford front three feels more like Eric Ten Hag, like yeah, a little bit more interchange and, like, and movement. I just feel like that United fans would just, like, feel, like, disrespected that Ronaldo, like, would it be played or something on the bench yeah. because like that's just like we have the best player like almost like what we think to be the best player to ever play the game like yeah. just sitting on the bench like what are we doing if we're losing games like put him out there and then he's gonna go out there and just knock him a fuck and so like that's why i just i don't know i think ronaldo like i mean i'd, I'd be surprised if he scores more than 12 this year quite honestly yeah um, right on but i think that wraps it up man dude that was a banger i yeah, i do. love this this is so this is my favorite time of the year. Just like, you know, we're wrapping up summer window. We get to finalize our tables and then we just got to actually see it come, come to life. So I'm about it this Friday, man. Arsenal, come on, baby. Yeah. Big weekend coming up. We'll be back with you to discuss any sort of big news from the weekend, as well as any sort of transfer news that's going to be happening. But yeah, yeah I think that does it here for us at no ball podcast episode nine. Ben, if you want to send us home, let's just get out of here. Yeah, dude, let's do it. This is No Ball Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Scott. Hey, we'll see you around. See you around, everybody. Stay safe. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Ball Podcast. Ben and I would like to thank you for your support and invite you to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at NoBallPod to give us feedback and send in suggestions. Catch you around.